Welcome back to the Confessions of the Unknown, the podcast where shadows whisper. I'm Fairy, your guide through the dark, and today we've gathered confessions that would challenge the boundaries of your reality. But first, coffee. And there's only one coffee that comes to mind, called coffee. It awakens your senses like a whispered ghost story, fresh and compelling. Why settle for ordinary when your morning can begin with a brew as captivating as the night at the bonfire? Discover the freshest cup at cult.coffee and let every sunshine begins with a taste of the unknown. The first confession is coming by MorbidLydia77 on Reddit or MorbidLydia if you want to find her spooky stories on TikTok, which I recommend. She takes us to a night that started as a routine care and turned into a vigil of the paranormal. I am what's known as a personal care attendant or direct support worker. I worked one-on-one with a disabled client. My client at that time was around 29 years old and in a freak accident three years prior. He was accidentally shot in the neck by a stray bullet when he was sitting outside on his grandpa's porch leaving him a quadriplegic. I have worked for him for many years. He lived in my cousin's home with his four daughters. At that time, I worked from 5 p.m. to 7 a.m. while my cousin was at work. I do everything my client is unable to do, like housework to cooking to daily tasks he needs help with as well as taking care of his four kids. After I put all the kids to bed and got Nate settled for the night, I went through the house and made sure all the lights were turned off and all the doors were locked. They had a security system as well, but for some reason, I forgot to arm it at that time. It was about 10 o'clock at night when I went to my cousin's bedroom to watch a movie on my laptop before going to sleep. About an hour into the movie, I headed to the kitchen for something to drink. It was dark, but I'm used to the layout and didn't bother turning the lights on. When I heard a sound coming from the front door, I didn't immediately recognize. It was the doorknob rattling. I have experienced a lot of paranormal activity over the years in this house and I picked out to see if anyone was at the door and saw no one. So I assumed that was just that. I checked all the doors and windows and made sure everyone was okay and went back to bed to finish my movie. After about 10 minutes, my laptop started acting up. It froze and it was making a real strange high-pitched noise I've never heard before. I restarted it and did it again, 
so I shrugged it off and decided I was getting tired anyway and thought about going to bed. I started to lie down when I heard footsteps in the hallway heading in the direction of the kids' room and the bedroom I was in. So I got up and flipped the hall light on and picked out the door into the hallway. No one. But I again walked through the house checking on everybody and making sure everything was locked up. I started feeling very, very anxious at that point and knew I wouldn't be able to sleep now. So I turned the TV on and the volume down so I didn't disturb anyone. When I heard a very familiar voice say my name, it sounded exactly like my dad, except my dad passed nearly 10 years prior to this. I sat up and looked around the room. Again, no one. Now I'm thinking I'm not going to sleep at all. The activity was kicking up more than usual, so I decided to use the voice recorder to figure out what was going on. After asking some questions, I captured the voice of a young boy. Just for the record, my client's children are all girls. It sounded like he said, Need to be careful. I tried to ask more questions, but I was so tired. Out of the corner of my eye, and the reflection of a large picture frame, I saw something move, and I also heard the movement and turned to look. I couldn't see anything in front of me, but I swear to God, I could see my uncle's reflection in the glasses of the picture frame. My uncle had passed a few years prior. Then I heard him say, You can't go to sleep. I'm a paranormal investigator, and not a lot freaks me out, but I never experienced this kind of activity before. It was close to 2 a.m. at this point, and almost three hours of constant unexplained activity. I decided I'd had enough, and I walked over to the nightstand, grabbed the remote to arm the security system, pushed the button to arm it, and threw. This is crazy. I need to just try to get some sleep. I had to be up in a few hours to get the girls ready for school. I stuck my knee on the bed. And at that exact moment, someone kicked in the back door to the house, which was located in the kitchen, and the security system went off. It was extremely loud and the lights were flashing all over the outside of the house. I grabbed my phone and ran toward the open back door. I didn't see anyone and dialed 911. One of my biggest fears is someone breaking in, and as I was on the phone, I was checking to make sure everyone was alright and there wasn't anyone actually in the house. My cousin called me, because the security system company had called him because the alarm being triggered. And he had told them that it was probably an accident. I told him to call them back. Someone just kicked your fucking back door in 
and I'm not turning this alarm system off until the police gets here. We never found out who tried to break in the house, but you cannot convince me that all the paranormal activity I experienced that night was not a warning about what was gonna happen that night. It was truly as if they were purposely doing things to get my attention so I wouldn't forget to set the alarm. I'm not really afraid of the paranormal. It's the living I tend to worry about. And this was a perfect example of that. As our journey into the unknown unfolds, here is a secret. And it's too good to be hidden. Unlock the magic of cold coffee with an exclusive 15 off your order. All you have to do is use the code CREEPYBONFIRE at checkout. But that's not all. Cold coffee subscription pack pairs the finest coffee with creepy true crime and thriller books. Visit cult.coffee and subscribe today. Your next great story awaits in pages and in your cup. The next story is coming by the Reddit user Don't Touch Me 2000. Two friends who face a phenomenon that defies logic and leaves them questioning the fabric of their reality. Just to explain, I say the Baltimore joke because I've seen murders, bodies, kidnapped at gunpoint as a teen and more. But this fucked up with my head more than all that. This happened to me and my friend when I was about 17 or 18. And it is the only paranormal thing to ever happen to me. I've been thinking about this experience more and more nowadays. I don't know why. It's just crazy that it's unbelievable and wouldn't blame you if you doubt it. But the people who know me know that I don't lie about shit. So living in Baltimore, there is a place called Lodge Raven Reservoir. And it's out in the sticks. Quick to get to though. Baltimore is weird like that. 10 minutes one way woods, 10 to next ghetto. So we would drive out to La Traven and smoke while driving the empty country roads. On those roads, there is a turn-off to a park. I'm not kinda sure if it was Cromwell Park. And it's not the kind of park you think. It's more than just woods with trails. And you can only get there by driving. Roads are way too small and dangerous to walk. So me and my friend went there one night to smoke. It was about 1 a.m. and we parked in the parking lot, which again is just a few spots for cars made from gravel. In front, behind and to the right are trees leading to nothing but more woods. To the left, that I'm driving to, is a field. The field goes a little more than a football field, I would say and a football field wide till, you guessed it, more trees. It's pretty dark out except for some moon and starlight shining. 
and I just looked to my left, and on the edge of the field where the trees start, I see what appears to be someone with a flashlight. It's far away, so I'm not worried about it, and I just say something to my friend, like, what the fuck is someone doing in the woods all the way out here at this time? As we were discussing about it, my friend lays the CD on the dash. I look to my left again, and now the light's up in the tree. Not real high, just a few feet. So I comment again. What the fuck is you doing climbing trees at this time in the middle of nowhere? And then we start to hear some pops going off. And now I'm like, okay, he's lighting fireworks off. So weird. The pops keep happening more and more. I had no idea what all hell was about to break loose. I'm looking over there and the flashlight turns off and the pops keep going. For some reason I had a thought. And when I thought it, my stomach got that scared feeling. And I said it out loud to my friend, getting goosebumps even by thinking about this. Why can't we see the fireworks going off? At that exact moment, the explosions got super loud and traveled across the field towards us. Like a string of explosions coming at us. It made it across the field in probably three to four seconds. The car was engulfed in explosions. I could feel them in my guts like fireworks do. The CD case vibrates off the dash and they are going off like crazy. My friend is in tears, freaking out and begging me to leave, absolutely bleeding. He's been some rough times in his life. His mom stopped his dad in his sleep while he was in the next room as he was 13 years old, so he's not easily been scared. But at that point, he was begging me to leave. I'm saying no. I want to know what the hell is happening. I turned my car back on because I felt bad for my friend in tears and I was gonna leave, but it all stopped as soon as the car turned on. I remember him saying it sounded like a stampede of horses going around the car. This area had fights from the Revolutionary War and redcoats and bluecoats in that area, and it was known for being sympathetic to the redcoats and battles being fought in the area. I cannot say that's what it was, or was it a ghost or whatever, just saying that's what came to my mind. I emailed the park ten or so years later and asked if someone has ever said anything about anything paranormal to them before. They said no, not one thing ever. To this day, I'm left perplexed at what happened that night. It is mind-blowing. I thought only movies has that kind of stuff, but since then, I'm way more open-minded.
You think that was too much to handle? Wait for our next confession, where a mission of faith becomes a test of courage when two young men encounter the ancient and terrifying. The next story comes from Lindsay. I have a story. It isn't mine. But it happened to my uncle. He used to tell the story when we went camping, and it scared the lights out of me every time I heard it. We live in Utah, and my uncle Mark went on a mission at 19. They sent him to an Indian reservation in Arizona. They paired him up with a companion named Carl. When they first got there, there was a huge rift with the locals on the reservation with them being there. They didn't want my uncle and Carl staying on the reservation grounds. Eventually, they become to a compromise that they would stay on the outskirts in a trailer. This reservation wasn't very big, and it was located next to a heavily wooded area. The first night, they were trying to sleep when all of a sudden, their trailer started to shake violently back and forth. Startled and not sure what was happening, they climbed under the table for cover. Mark would distinctively hear someone pushing it from both sides of the trailer like a group of people. After about five minutes, it stopped. That next day, they made rounds on the reservation and were talking to the locals. Carl made the comment to one of the families that their trailer was shaking that night before. The family got very quiet and then told them they had to leave. They thought it was strange, but didn't think much of it. The next night, it happened again. They awoke to their trailer shaking back and forth. Again, they climbed under the table until it stopped. This went on for two more nights. Anytime they tried to talk to anyone about it, they got quiet and told them to leave. Mark started thinking that due to the tension of their arrival, the locals were doing this to scare them off the reservation. Then they go into a convenience store and they were talking about how frustrated they were with the situation. The clerk heard and said they can't talk about it, it is forbidden. Confused they ask him, can't we talk about what? The guy continues to tell them about the skinwalkers. He says that they are evil demons that were once Native American witches. If they talk about it, the skinwalkers will come for their souls. They just walked out of there baffled. They thought it was another scare tactic. So that night, when the shaking started again, my uncle decided to be brave and confront them. He went to the trailer door, flew it open and yelled. Hey. When he did that, he saw three animals run off. Two wolves, one bear. But they looked strange. 
almost with human features. As he watched them run towards the trees, all three stood up on two legs and walked slowly towards the trees, making a human crackling laugh. It scared him so bad and they called their mission president that next morning and asked to be moved. They were relocated that day. For a year, nothing happened. One day, they announced that Carl was being relocated to another city and Mark was getting a new companion, Jimmy. They had to drive for about an hour to pick Jimmy up from the airport. The road they traveled went through the boundaries of the reservation. They arrived at about 8 p.m. and met Jimmy. The mission president tells Jimmy, We are driving through a dangerous area at night, so we can't take many stops. If you need to use the restroom, you need to go now. Jimmy says I'm fine. The mission presidents get serious enough to even freak out Mark. I'm not kidding. Go do your business. Jimmy was insistent he was fine, so they hit the road. As they were about 30 minutes into the tribe, they were going through the area of the reservation boundaries. Jimmy starts complaining that he needed to pee badly. The mission president says, we cannot stop here, you have to hold it. Jimmy keeps going on, I really can't hold it. So the mission president stops the car and says, okay, but you will do your business next to the door. And if I say to get into the car, you better get into the car fast. With a look of confusion, Jimmy says, All right. He opens the door and starts to do his business. About five seconds later, the mission president says nothing and just yanks Jimmy into the car and floors it. Jimmy and Mark started freaked out. What is going on? The mission president says nothing and just increases his speed. All of a sudden, Mark sees something next to the car to his right. A giant wolf-looking man was running on two feet next to the car. Mark looked at the speedometer. They were going over 60 miles an hour and still increasing. The wolf creature kept right next to the car for 10 minutes until it finally took off into the trees. Shaking, Jimmy gets out of the car when they arrive. They didn't speak through the whole ordeal and says, What did I just see? The mission president says, Next time I tell you to take care of your business, you take care of your business. As we extinguish the bonfire for tonight, remember, if you've brushed shoulders with the unknown or heard the whispers of the unseen, we're here to listen. Share your confessions with us at creepybonfire at gmail.com and for more spine-chilling stories, visit us at creepybonfire.com. Until next time, keep the fire burning, the stories going, and the coffee flowing. Don't forget your discount code creepybonfire at cult.coffee. 
See you in the next episode.